Welcome to the Prac Ready Podcast, Clinical Education in One Coffee. I'm Matt Cooper today and flying hand solo, but we have a very special guest with us today by the name of Michael Brockway. Michael's a chartered accountant uh, from the firm The Osteo Accountant, and he's going to talk about that exciting subject of tax, GST, and all that fun stuff. So welcome, Michael. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me today. Mate, look, great to have you on, and I think this is a, a conversation point that a lot of the uh, new graduates coming out of, you know, the various pro- programs, osteopathy, uh, physiotherapy, chiropractic, etc., don't really have a great grounding in. Um, so, really pleased to have you on today. I guess, look, where we start and how we should start this is maybe what advice do you give a new grad to get set up from day one around things like. GST, ABN, these sorts of things, um, do they actually need to do it? What do you think? Well, I guess the first thing, we'll try and make this as exciting as possible as talking taxes because uh, it's very dry. Um, but I think from an from initial perspective as an osteopath or anyone else in the allied health field, it's really important to understand what's happening within the business you're going into, whether you're going to be an employee, whether you're going to be a contractor, because that'll determine what you actually need. So if you're an employee, happy days, nice and easy, you're working like you would back at Coles and Woolworths and you get your payment somewhere into the year, you get your pay slip every fortnight, nice and easy. You still maintain your registrations, but you just get paid every fortnight, every week, every month, and it's great. And there's really minimal compliance that you have to do. Now, if you're in a contractor, this is where it becomes a bit more interesting and a bit more complicated. So the whole reason, I'll, I'll talk about a bit, the, a bit about the osteo accountant first and, and we'll lead into why um, this is really important. So my wife, um, Shannon, she has, she's an osteopath as well. Um, she opened up her own clinic three years ago when she finished practicing about, oh, I think back in 2000, or finished studying back in 2014. So she came out of university and had no clue. No clue about tax, no clue about BAS, ABN, GST. Love her to death, but it's not her strong point. And I found that a lot of her friends as well didn't have the, um, the knowledge as well in that area. So they touched on it a tiny bit at university and no fault of the, the university themselves. They're teaching oste- osteopathy. They're not teaching, they're not doing the finance and accounting course that I did. So they learnt a little bit, but they come out very green. So I learned with her and a few of her friends that, okay, we need to really do a bit on this and understand exactly what happens um, happens when you when you have that tax time and GST and thought, okay, why not branch out into this osteopathic world? So from branching into the osteopathic world, I realised that a lot of her friends needed help and a lot of their, their friends needed help and it's been fantastic. So where it all starts is, are you an employee or a contractor? So as I touched on before with an employee, pay slips but as a contractor we find you get into these tricky situations now as a contractor yes you will need an ABN straightforward plain and simple the people that can help you with that will be your accountant if you have one otherwise it's the ABR website so if you jump on Google Google ABR you can easily register it for an ABN um, if you're not sure um, you can find your local accountant they can help you out or obviously you can ask myself from there becomes more interesting. So with an ABN, that means you've got to do your own tax. You've got to put aside your own tax because you've got to treat yourself like you're an employee. You may have to pay yourself some super if you choose to do so. You may have to register for GST. Here comes the next one. 
from registering for GST, GST's goods and services tax. So great thing about osteopaths, we're in the health world, that means we don't have to charge GST on our services to patients. Comes another tricky one. And I'd imagine that's the same for physios and chiros. Correct, yeah, yep. physio, chiros, podiatrists, um, myotherapists, and so on and so on. There's a list on the ATO um, that gives it specific services that actually have that GST free status behind it. And why I say that's a specific, I hate that word so much, <laughs> list is because if you fall outside of it, just outside of it, the ATO won't recognise it. Yeah, okay. And they will Good say time. you need to charge GST on your fees, which mm -hmm. means you're going to charge an extra 10% of what you're actually charging to your clients. Yeah. So, GST. I take a deep breath every time I explain this to someone because it's so involved, but it's not difficult. Okay. It, it, is, it is nice and simple once you, once you get your head around the concept. So, everyday things we buy have GST on them. When you register for GST inside your business, you will treat a patient and you will collect GST from them if you're not a health service. So, as an osteopath or any other allied health um, practitioner, you'll get, you won't have to charge GST. So, we won't have to pay money back to the ATO. Fantastic. But we get to claim credits on our um, expenses that have GST in them. It could be your um, professional registrations, it could be part of your insurances, your telephone bills and whatnot. To do this, we need to be registered, we need to do a business activity statement. So this is where you usually get your accountant involved or you can do it yourself. I'm, I'm never fussed either way, as long as we're, we're lodging it correctly with the ATO. You can lodge a BAS or a business activity statement on a quarterly basis, on a monthly basis, on a yearly basis. It just depends on what your registration type is. What your threshold is, so are you, um, is your revenue between, so what you earn, um, between zero and 75,000, is it 75,000 to 500, so on and so forth. So it changes on what most people are on the quarterly basis. So where, um, so March 31 will be your budget, but you, your end of your quarter happens, so each quarter will start. So our financial year, we'll go back a bit, financial yep. year. So I'll revert back. So financial year will start on 1 July. Yep. So there'll be four quarters in the year. You'll have to lodge a bass at the end of September, mm -hmm. at the end of December, the end of March, and the end of June. Our favourite part of the year yes. for accounts. <laughs> so we get to June, we go, oh, it's party time, end of financial year party, and then the tax season happens. So within the lodging, uh, when you lodge a business activity statement, most of the time, as an osteopath, you usually get a refund mm -hmm. because your service is GST free. You'll have... Um, GST on your rent that you pay back to your clinic. So you'll get a refund of the 10% of your rent or the 9.09% if we're being specific for those um, math nerds out there. Now, that's important because that's money that's owed to you. Um, it's a nice healthy cash flow. But what will happen after your first year? You get really excited because you're getting refunds every quarter. Mm. You start landing in the provisional tax land where you have to start paying your tax before it's actually due. Mm. So you would have found this when you this first started out. Definitely happened to me. Yes, absolutely. Bit of a nasty shock. Yeah. So the end of that first financial year, you go see your, your lovely accountant or you, you do it from home on MyGov um, and you lodge your tax return. You get a nice healthy bill to pay, which is good. And I'll never say that paying tax is bad because paying tax means you've earned money 
And if you pay more tax the next year, it means you've earned more money. Mm. So tick box, making money, fantastic. That's what we did when we went to university. We want to get out and make money in the world, establish ourselves, buy a house, do what we need to do, travel the world, whatever, whatever floats your boat. So once the ATO know that you're going to pay some tax, they expect the next year that you're going to pay the same amount again. So when you lodge your quarterly bus, they go, hold on a minute, you're going to pay 10 grand of tax for the year. We want two and a half grand every quarter. So we want to make sure that when we're earning money every week, and this is sort of my no surprises area, um, that you've got to put money aside for your own tax. So every, every week... Um, my wife sits down, she gets her diary out and she writes down how many patients she has. She still does it the manual way and I love her for it because mm-hmm. it's got a perfect record. She writes down how many patients she sees, she writes down the amount of rent that she has to pay, she gets a profit total mm-hmm. and she goes, okay, now on how much how much of that do I need to put aside for tax? Okay. I usually give her a rough percentage and I say, yeah. how about you put 30% aside? Mm-hmm. Me being my accountant brain already working on tax-free thresholds and this stuff which we'll cover later on. Um, so she puts aside her 30% every quarter. I do her, her bass. She gets her GST refund. It, she doesn't actually get it anymore because she has to pay her tax. Mm-hmm. So her two grand of GST refund and her two and a half grand of tax she has to pay, she ends up paying the ATO $500. End of the year comes to do her tax return. She's going to pay her 10 grand in tax again, but she's already paid the two and a half grand. Yep. Comes out with a nil tax return. Which is fantastic. Yes. But what it relies on is actually putting your money aside mm. for tax. So it's really important from a to understand the GST part of it is a completely separate conversation to the tax part of it. Yeah. Okay. So it may say goods and services tax mm-hmm. and one may be income tax. You ever speak to an account and they'll sit there and go, oh, I get so excited, I get to talk about tax. Yeah. They're two completely different things. People might have heard of fringe benefits tax. It's yep. another completely separate tax again. Um, and then you once you work out the difference between them, which we'll, we'll cover a bit more on, is that it's important to understand exactly what we need to do about both parties. Because mm. in a contractor relationship, there's two ways you can earn the income, which makes it quite difficult yep. to understand exactly how, it, um, how your clinic works. So we could be a case of um, where you walk into a clinic, you start doing some work for them, and you invoice the clinic. Now, I'm going to say this in the most lamest time, is you actually invoice in the clinic. So you invoice them for the work that you've done to the clinic. Mm-hmm. Now, why I say this is because it gets there's very blurred and great lines. I sit down with a lot of different people and they say, oh, no, 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 but I invoice the clinic. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, so you have to charge GST on what you do because you're not actually invoicing a patient. And the ATO specifically outlines that you must be invoicing a patient uh, yep. to not have to charge GST. Okay. Well, let's put some numbers on that. Yeah. So, so we've got some an example, Context. a prime example. Yeah. So say, say you've seen 30 patients in a week and yep. each one of those, keep it nice and simple, have paid $100. Oh, so glad you said that. Yeah, so, so total $3,000 there. Yeah. Um, what does that mean in actual, in actual terms in regards to, say, your invoicing? And let's just say, once again, you're on a, a 50-50 sort 50/50. of agreement where okay. uh, you would pay half to the, the clinic as, as rent yep. and then the other half you would, you would keep. What okay. does that actually mean? So what does that actually mean is, so if, if we're in that re- relationship where we're paying rent to the clinic, 
It means that the $3,000 that you earn is GST free. Mm -hmm. Tick box, fantastic, don't have to remit anything to the ATO. Now your clinic will most likely be registered for GST because they'll probably provide some GST free services being osteopathic work. Mm -hmm. And no doubt their revenue will be over $75,000, hopefully. So therefore they'll have to be registered for GST. Now the charging of rent mm -hmm. is a taxable supply in the correct terms and you'll need to charge GST on top of that as a clinic owner. Mm -hmm. So that $1,500 of the 50% of the 3,000 now becomes 1,650 mm -hmm. because I've added the 10% on top of it. Quick maths out there guys, I've done it way too many times. <laughs> um, now, so you will pay the clinic $1,650 and you'll be left with $1,350 in your bank account. I'm glad I got the math right on that one. Go get the big thumbs up there. So you're left with $1,350 in bank account. You're like, oh, fantastic. I've got $1,350. Now, from the ATO's eyes, we're going to work backwards a step here as well. From the ATO's eyes, you've earned $1,500. Because yeah, okay. you've got your $3,000 worth of income. Mm -hmm. You've got your $1,500 worth of expenses. I know you've paid $1,650 and we'll get to that. So they think you've earned $1,500. Mm. Your $150 that you've paid to the clinic, when you lodge a BAS statement, you get that back from the ATO. Okay. Because it's a GST refund, you've paid out the GST, fantastic. Yep. You might not actually get it if you've got to pay some tax. Mm. So there's other steps and it's just, it's, I feel like it's the old tree, the, the vine comes off and if this, then that, if this, then that. So you're left with $1,500 in your, well, $1,350 in your bank account. But the ATO thinks you've made fifteen hundred, so we've got to put some money aside for tax. Yep. So if you've if you've just come out of uni and in in that first first quarter, which yeah. we're we're in at the moment, or we're just finishing up that first quarter, um, chances are you're you're most likely going to get that GST back. Does that what do you just receive a check in the mail or, or yeah? What tends so to there? Um, I'd say a long time ago, yes, you would have received mm -hmm. a check in the mail, and it is still possible today that can happen. Um, Usually, the so if you lodge your BAS through the MyGov, you'll update your bank details there and the ATO will um, EFT the money to you probably three or four business days, which mm -hmm. is great. great. So you'll get that money back, fantastic, into your account. Um, you could lodge it through your accountant. Um, some accountants might withhold the, um, the refund and take their fee out of it and then give you the remainder. Um, other accountants, you'll get the money directly back into your bank account and they, you'll pay them a fee. Yeah. I like the last arrangement because mm -hmm. you know what, it's your money. I'd rather be in your bank account, my own personal preferences. So you'll get that money back. And so then you'll, you'll sit with your $1,500. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Now, that's only one part of the tax compliance part of it. So mm -hmm. when I worked at Coles when I was a lot younger and um, stacking shelves, which I greatly enjoyed, <laughs> um, no responsibility, put the Coke on the shelves, it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. They used to take the tax out for me and pay some super. So from that $1,500, we're going to put some money aside. Mm. So um, if anyone's ever read The Barefoot Investor, he always talks about his bank accounts, his free mm -hmm. bank accounts, his mm -hmm. saving accounts. I've always just said, take whatever you earn, look it up and see exactly how much tax you need to pay, yes. which is a great website and just plug in paycalculator.com.au. Mm -hmm. It's got nothing to do with my business but it's what I use every day. Yep. Um, it is fantastic. It will give you down to the actual dollar of what tax you need to pay. Um, so it's really important that... So we take that $1,500, we grab, say, 33% of it, because I'm going to use around numbers here, we put $500 in 
into a savings account mm -hmm. or you put it aside however you want to put it aside. I don't care if you put it underneath the pillow, do what you need to do. Um, but put that aside because we're going to use that to pay tax at the end of the year. Yep. So it's really important that we, we tick the two compliance boxes from a tax perspective and put that money aside. Yep. From that as well, if you're an employee, you get some superannuation. So superannuation, for those who don't know, is basically our retirement fund. So as an, as an employee, 9.5% of my wage would go into superannuation. So at the end of my life of working, I'll end up with a nice big lump sum. I get to go, thanks very much. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's a cheaper tax rate that's in there. And you, you get the money at the end and you can go buy a caravan, travel around Australia as a grey nomad. I mean, I want to do that as a 30-year-old. So um, that's fantastic. Um, but it's, it's important that you look at things like um, if you want to pay super for yourself, and I do recommend seeking out a financial advisor to do mm -hmm. that. So your accountant, can't, your accountant can't advise on whether you can put money into super. It's only a financial advisor that okay. can do that. So it's really important that you're getting the right advice from people as well. So we've ticked the box of putting tax away. We've mm -hmm. ticked the box of potentially putting some super away. We've ticked the box of putting some GST away from that scenario. So if we rejig the scenario a bit, we're going to talk about how if I'm a osteopath, mm -hmm. I see $3,000 worth of patients, mm -hmm. but the clinic collects all the money. Yes. So there's two parts to this. One's going to form, and you'll ever find this and... This may not explain it enough to you. You may need to seek further clarification. If you are genuinely contracting to a clinic whereby you are invoicing the clinic for your work, mm -hmm. that $1,500, the 50% split, if you are registered for GST, you will need to charge the clinic GST, GST. because you're providing a service to the clinic for your work. And the clinic is providing the service to the patient where they are not charging GST. Mm. So you collect the $150 from the clinic and the clinic gets it back from the ATO. Okay. So in the end, the ATO is never out of pocket from health services. Yes. So it's great from that perspective because most of the time, they're not looking too much into it because they go, it's a GST-free service. But we've got to make sure we tick our boxes when it comes mm. to that. Same scenario when it comes to the tax because you're still earning the $1,500. You just got to remember you're going to put that $1,500 that you took from the clinic. So the $150 you took from the clinic. Yes. You're going to put that underneath the pillow as well yeah, okay. to pay that to the ATO. So not only are you putting your tax aside, your mm -hmm. income tax aside, you're putting your superannuation aside if you choose to do so. You're putting the GST aside as well. Mm. So that refund that you potentially might have gotten that first quarter, depending on the relationship, you may be paying in that first quarter and you may not know. No. Okay. And I, look, I think realistically, that's the confusion that a lot of new graduates have. And it's great that you've outlined those three systems. I, funnily enough, worked in the second two that you spoke about. So yeah. the middle one's the one that I predominantly have worked in. But um, that third, third thing that you said, uh, I, I, that was the first clinic I worked in. And it yeah. took me years to get my head around. So thank you so much for just, just really simplifying find that uh, approach for us. Um, is there any general advice that you, you give? I know you sort of spoke about your reference barefoot. We all love uh, Scotty. Um, but, you know, have you, have you any advice that you tend to give uh, people just from a bookkeeping sort of perspective? Yeah. Or I know you said your wife still uses the old uh, diary. Um, you know, it, is it an Excel spreadsheet? Is it, you know, paper and pen? Is it whatever it is? Yeah. Is there any advice that you tend to give people just as a basic bookkeeping 
idea? Yeah, so um, my wife does use the diary still, and that's mainly for her records mm-hmm. um, of what she needs to put aside for tax. So we have a we use an accounting software for mm-hmm. our for our business, and um, I do all the numbers from there to understand exactly what's happening. So we use Zero the accounting software, um, XERO, where there's also the MyOBS, the Intuits. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's many different other softwares for the the first year student or the first year um, clinician coming out. I do recommend the Excel spreadsheet. Yep. Um, it's nice and simple and easy to use. I usually provide my clients with a spreadsheet to make it easy mm-hmm. for them to um, give them little tips and tricks about what they need to do. It has the income set up in it. But it's just a place to maintain how much your income you earn and what were your expenses. Yep. And it's nice and easy to set up. And you mm-hmm. put a column that says income, um, you list out all your weeks and you put your expenses and you just list down your expenses. Yep. Any good accountant, Mm-hmm. Any half decent accountant should be able to work out how to use Excel, which is great because uh, it's been around for a long time, and it's our um, one of my my favourite um, friend accountants will turn around and calls himself the spreadsheet jockey. <laughs> so he loves to ride the um, the spreadsheets all day. Um, yeah. So his wife's a, um, a psychologist, yep. so it just all works out in the health field. Ends at the end of the day, and the accountants love the the health industry. Um, but yeah, Excel is very the, the best way to probably do it as a first year student. It's low cost, um, doesn't really cost you anything. Most people have Excel if you're not sure how to use it. Um, as a friend of mine called Google, he tells you a lot about how to do things, he or she, not gonna say what Google is. Yep. Um, so that, it's fantastic and teach you little tips and tricks and obviously feel free to reach out if you, you're not sure. Um, but yeah, Excel is definitely the way to go from a first year student. It does what you need to do. You can spend money on accounting software if you really want to, mm. if you're really into your numbers and understand and looking at your profit margins every every month. Like I open up my uh, my wife's zero file every mm-hmm. day and have a look and see how the business is traveling, what income we've earned, what expenses are going out the door, mm-hmm. where she spent her money on and not telling me about. It's great. <laughs> um, we've got a four month old at the moment, so a lot of these things are baby bunting and Kmart. <laughs> um, but it's... It's a great, um, the online accounting software is a great tool and you can look at it anywhere, um, the same with Excel, as long as you've got your laptop with you. Beautiful. Well, on that note, I think we might wrap up that podcast there. If people want to get in touch with you, Michael, how do they do that? Yeah, so there's a few ways to get in touch with me. So you can jump onto my website, um, osteoaccountant.com.au. Um, alternatively, jump on the Facebook page. It's got a lot of reviews on there from um, Happy Clients, um, which is also um, or facebook.com forward slash osteoaccountant. Otherwise, um, Shoot me out an email at michael at osteoaccountant.com.au or give me a buzz on the mobile, which is 0421202111. Perfect. And uh, thank you for that. That was brilliant. And uh, we look forward to giving you all the listeners some more information on the exciting topic of taxation in the near future. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Prac Ready. If you wish to contribute... Craig and Matt would appreciate the support. Head over to www.patreon.com slash prackready and join our coffee club for $4 per month. That's www.patreon.com slash prackready. Do it now. Have a fantastic day and all the best in private practice.